Let's do our very first talk show episode. Yay! Recording of episode 17 obviously dropped off halfway through the session and just fucking died. But also a lot of the audio from before it dropped off was pretty corrupted. So there are chunks in there that just kind of like drop in and out and don't make a ton of sense because I just tried to like salvage what I could. So there is stuff from before it dropped off that we should definitely go over again. But yeah, we'll just talk about what happened in episode 17 basically. I think we should just go over all the tombs again, just in case, because also, I wouldn't mind the reminder. Was it the stuff about Mirto that was in? Did that make it in? Oh, a lot of the Mirto stuff did get, get cut. He was mentioned, but... Oh, yeah. Mirto, uh, son of Dorian, Nuerdagen. Yeah, pretty boy who amassed a lot of money and basically used his charm and wit to make, like, the first noble house in Mitros. Spoiler alert. May or may not have been a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There was the whole Cosmophobus bit. Oh, not Cosmophobus. Which was Nicholas Phobus. That one. Yeah. He was like a Lord of Sidon. He started the Order of Sidon in Mitros. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. <laughs> yeah, he had the like central tomb with, he's wearing like the armor with the eye of Sidon on the front. Yeah, it's like super nice and like taken care of. So when we went into Bomaitria's temple, there was the painting of all the dragons like arriving on the shores of Thylia. There were seven, right? It was six. Five gods in Hexia. Yeah, because Yasena didn't even have a tomb in the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So six dragons arrived. They were Hexia, Bomaitria, Sybil Korak, Respitheon, and Arcurania. Arcurania and, and Tisafale. Tisafale. Mm-hmm. Those are those are some quality hard to pronounce and remember dragon names. Yep. <laughs> Did we catch which uh, dragons were which gods? I was gonna say we should also talk about like who all the dragons writers were and what gods they turned into because spoiler, the gods are the old dragons. So the obvious one, Hexia, was written by Nehmet, and Hexia did not become she a god. She was excluded from it. The story is that Balmitria played 20 squares against the Titans and won. 
and basically got god powers and spread them to her and her children. And then they were able to turn the fight and then get the Oath of Peace going. So, and then Narciss Aristonar fucked off with his powers because he's also, he's kind of a selfish prick. And Hexia was the only chromatic dragon. Was she not related to the rest of the dragons? At least not that you're aware of. Esther, Archelander, Rode, Archirania, who turned into Kyra, and the, the carvings actually abandoned Esther since Esther was a war criminal monster. Uh, Telemach and Tisafale. Yeah, and he was paired up with Valus, which, yeah, Tisafale was like known for also being a mage dragon. And then, who's the one I'm missing? Oh, yeah, Rise and Phobos, Sibyl Korax. Yeah. And who became the dwarf god Vulcan. Cool. All right, so those are the six dragon riders who were entombed at the necropolis. And then there's also Yasena, who was not entombed at the necropolis, who Nefna brought up at one point, and Cairo was like, oh, we don't talk about Yasena. And then, so how many tombs were there total because there were those six and then there were like all the descendants there were like Not all the descendants but i have 15 uh locations written out uh there was a separate one for balmaitre and for xander because xander is the the tunnel that leads into the mountain and balmaitre is yeah, the big fucking temple including that one so there was harun nahmet and dorian's or sorry nahmet and adonis's adopted daughter who I think the recording caught that her tomb was all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Dorian was Adonis's son from Halcona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dorian had uh, liaisons with someone and had Muta. A woman who was never there. Who has obviously had descendants. <laughs> the Nuer Dagons are one of the leading rich fucks in Mitros. His full name was Myrta the Magnificent, which I think needs to be brought up again because I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a magician. Sounds like a state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then there's... Who else? Phobos line. There's more there. There's Rise and Phobos. Rise and Phobos had Cosmo and Dione, who each took uh, different names. And then Isidore was Ryzen's granddaughter, who was basically just Ryzen 2.0. Allegedly, daughter of Damon, who had not yet ascended to Lichdom yet. He was working on it. She was the one who started the great games. Uh, Yeah, and then there's the whole fucking Archelander line, where you have Esther and Telemach. Telemach never had kids, because he was too busy doing that big brain city planning shit to actually have any sex. <laughs> Esther, on the other hand, was very charismatic and had a lot. Lysis was, like, I think his grandson? Great-grandson. And was king in Astoria. And, yeah, he, he fucked up. It started being a tyrant. Pytho yeeted him to the river. Of course, there are more Archelanders. Oh, yeah, there was Gregor Huroth, who was kind of a... Sad story of him just going off to explore the seas and never coming back. Yeah, because I think, I think he was the one that was entirely missed in the recording. 
Yeah, last of the Hroths. And then, of course, Nicholas, which we've already talked about. Yeah, Nicholas Phobus. Yeah, I think that's... Is that all the tombs? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. There's all of those things. There's a bit while we were looking at the tombs that got fucked up that it, w- it was an Ato roleplay bit, so I especially noticed that it wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I don't remember which tomb we were outside of, but I think it was outside of Telemach's tomb, and Ato was sulking, and so Ariel went over and was like, hey, what's wrong? And, and Ato was a bitch about it. Not at first. At first he was just sad. <laughs> yeah, at, at first he was just like, yeah, I came here expecting to, like, you know, do the thing I wanted to do. But instead, Damon just gave me this dumb rock, and you were like, what is it? And I was like, fucking, I don't know. Here, it's a rock. And Ariel identified it. It was a gem of brightness. At that point, Eito got mad and was like, why the fuck did we come all the way here? I'm trying to do this personal quest. And I came all the way from Aresia here, and now Damon is telling me to go back to Aresia. And there was a lot of yelling, and Ariel, Nachmet, and Ilva, presumably also Nastika, but from the recordings, I, I wasn't able to tell. It was pretty choppy. All trying to like get Ato to calm down, basically. Nachmet being like, don't worry, it's just another step on, on your journey. You'll get there eventually. And I was like, but it's a step in the wrong direction. I crossed this entire continent, and now I have to go back. And I got mad and threw the gem at Ariel. Yeah, in the recording, you hear me say, at least we know nothing happens when you throw it. But there's yeah. nothing <laughs> <before> that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was all the stuff that happened with Ato throwing a fit. Before actually getting to, before we actually transitioned to the team of Xander, there was the actual big thing that happened, which just barely got caught in the recording, which was Nehmet being like, hey, Kyra, you seem familiar. And then there being a rift in reality and a 12-foot-tall woman with purple skin and a whip coming out and putting a hand on Kyra's shoulder. Yeah, I think I described the location she came from a little bit, too. Uh, I think all that was in the recording, at least, was that it was a large room with a armillary sphere on a table. Yeah. Was there a telescope in the room, too? There's some things in the room. General astronomy devices. I just looked up what an actual armillary uh, armillary sphere looks like. Yeah. And they're pretty neat. They are spheres, and they are armillary. Uh, yeah, and then Oath of Silence, Megara, one of the Furies, was basically like, you will need to swear an Oath of Silence now. She was like, you guessed right, you win, now you have to die. Yeah, now you either (laughs) swear Oath of Silence or perish. And I mean, it's an option you could have taken. You could have chosen to perish. <laughs> you could have just fought her. I should have had her, like, pluck one of the fate string from between you guys. That would have been pretty sweet. And I remember, because it comes up later, and we give Sojak a little bit of shit for this, Nefi offers to swear for the whole party, because you got that with the fellowship, so only one of us has to swear it. And he says that we will never speak of the truth of the gods with anyone outside of who is here with us. Which implicitly says that we can't talk to the other five, but I think we hand wave that later. I think that Sojak like retcon saying that like we won't talk to anyone who doesn't already know or something. Alternatively, Meg doesn't care. 
I, I don't think anything else really happens with Meg. She just kind of comes through and is like, yep, you were right. Swear an oath of silence or you'll die. We swear the oath oh, of silence. Oh, no, there, there was some Kyra yeah. flirting with her. That was a thing. Kyra flirting <laughs> with her? I don't remember that at all. Ky- Kyra was, like, uh, trying to, like, like wink at her, and then she, like, fucking, like, whipped her a little bit. Oh, my God. She, like, lashed the whip, and then Kyra was like, all right, all right. And then Meg was like, also hope it's me and not your sister not my sisters so oh so so meg is, is meg is a nice one yeah and then after she went back through the portal again i remember things that happened to ato better because that's me but ato had another fit about the fact that he felt like his whole upbringing was a lie because the gods are actually just dragons who tricked the titans into giving them power and he had this whole rant about like then what's the point of trying to be a great hero if all you're doing is tricking people? And I guess this is when he actually stormed off. But yeah, Eito had a lot of problems this this session. This is this is the session where Eito got the drama stick and proceeded to hold on to it for like nine or ten episodes. Yeah, this episode made me really glad how I built Ariel so she could just be like, oh, okay. Just <laughs> not, not give a shit. <laughs> and then Gorgon fight, shiny middle bull. Yeah, we go down to the two and Xander and big fucking Gorgon. That was also like one of our most successful fights. That was just so good. You you grappled it, right? Yeah, that was one where okay. we, we charged in. I blinded it. Ilva enlarged me and I grappled it. And then everyone else just kind of like stood back and took pot shots while I kept it grappled and like punched it since I was giant. Yeah, Gorgon fight. Ato yeah. got turned to stone. None of us took any damage. The only thing that happened was that Ato got petrified after the fight ended. Yeah, which was... Right. <laughs> you killed it, and then you had to make your save. Because there were, there, were there were two consecutive saves for the Gorgon Breath attack. Like, I had to make a save immediately and then make a save on my turn. And if I failed both, I got petrified, and I did. Yeah. With the Gorgon fight, <laughs> Nethmite did land the killing blow. I, I, had, I made a point to put that in my notes, and I wanted to call that out since Sojak isn't here. Nefmet did do an amazing, like, winged sandals flying slam dunk dagger into the neck, which was pretty great. And then Ato became a rock. And then we got a little minotaur tease of a fucker who can walk through walls. Yeah. Braxis. Which was fun. Yeah, he just, like, walked through the wall and cackled at us and walked back through. <laughs> Listen, Minotaurs are supposed to be good at the whole labyrinth thing and all that stuff, but I think being able to walk through the walls of the maze is a little bit cheating. He's just the ultimate, ultimate Minotaur maze master. <laughs> his, his title is Master of the Maze. So, like, what do you expect? <laughs> all right. Then, after the Graxus tease, I think everyone helped carry Ato back up to the Temple of Balmitria for a long rest. And that's when Cairo pulled out the broken syringe and stone self, and Nasica proceeded to cast Druidcraft 600 times in a row. Her singular spell. But yeah, I think that was basically covering everything in the episode. Yeah, it just, it, the episode ended with us taking a long rest and Nasica casting a lot of Druidcraft and Nilva casting Mending for start to repair the syringe. Is there anything else that anyone remembers or wanted to talk about that was just going through my list that I made while working through the episode? 
Um, I don't think so. I think, I think for the most part, Ilva just sort of took a back seat for this episode. It was, it was mostly for like Ato and Nethmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right.